listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road! Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. And boy, oh boy, like usual lately, do we all ever need to hear the good and the positive. I have to say that I've spent more time than I think for any other On the Right Road episode trying to figure out how to start tonight. I've got so much to share, so much on my heart. But how to start has been the biggest question, you know, on my heart and mind, because there's so much uncertainty about the coming new school year. Guidelines and then updated guidelines are being announced and district plans for the new school year are starting to be revealed for schools everywhere. And from what we're all hearing and seeing, they're different for every district and everything could change at any moment at the drop of a hat. And there are so many unanswered questions. I mean, we're talking even things like who's going to buy the carloads of hand sanitizer and disinfectant wipes needed for each and every classroom if schools open. And, you know, how is anyone at a school going to safely even use the restroom, especially where little ones may need help snapping and buttoning, but teachers can't get within six feet. And what if a child or a teacher gets COVID? You know, will the school be closed? Will the whole school year be in these waves of opening and closing based on COVID cases in the school or even in the community? I mean, how can reopening schools even happen without there being a vision for these kinds of basic questions and needs? But here we are, right? And one of the hardest parts for me has been that a couple of months ago, teachers were heroes in everyone's eyes. And now with the sheer, I think, mental exhaustion and frustration everyone is dealing with. I I think because of the length of stay-at-home time and wanting so badly for things just to be the way they were, it seems like teachers are being made to feel like villains for even bringing up these kind of needed questions. So first, let me just say that you as educators are, of course, heroes. Always have been, always will be. And second... I think the best thing we can do right now in envisioning the new school year is to think about it like climbing a mountain. You know, if we're at the bottom, the start, and we look up at the whole 19,000-foot Kilimanjaro mountain all at once, trying to figure out how in the world we're going to reach the top with no rope, no clips, no gloves, no water, no safety nets, which (laughs) I think is how we're going to need to climb this year, it seems like. If we look at it all at once, it's way too overwhelming. So I think the best way to go about it is one day, one step, one aspect at a time. This school year is definitely a mountain, or I I guess it's more like a mountain range, like the Rockies. And I think our job is going to be to figure out how to climb it and help our kids climb it and climb it with them one step at a time. So that's the way I'm actually going to approach tonight looking at one element of it all at a time. And of course, we're not going to be able to address everything or solve every issue or question here tonight in one hour. 
but we'll look at as many aspects as we can. And hopefully looking at them together this way will help us all see the value of and remember to handle things with this one step at a time approach throughout the year. I think this one step at a time approach is what can best help keep the pressure and worry and stress at bay too because each step each day will be productive in doing something positive this way. And positivity is what helps everything somehow flow from one step to the next, right? Even when it seems impossible. And I, I saw this uh, uh, again today, that quote that says, remember if you break the word impossible down, it's really I'm possible. Pretty cool, right? So let's figure out together how to make this school year an I'm possible year instead of an impossible one. I like that so much. Isn't that cool? So because tonight is all about envisioning a positive school year to come, no matter what the circumstances, I have tons of wonderful giveaways, you guys, to help you plan for the year and to just plain help bring smiles to your day, including one where every single one of you listening tonight who requests a very, very, very special gift that I'll share near the end of the show will receive it. Um, For all the other giveaways tonight, I'll announce all the recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. So make sure to check for that big recipient announcement post. And note that because it's summertime, we'll be mailing all the gifts from tonight's show out to the recipients at their home addresses. They'll go out the week of July 27th, so they should arrive sometime in early August. Um, You don't need to send us your home address now. Just make sure to check Tuesday's recipient announcement post on our Right Road Kids Facebook page so you know how to respond if you're a recipient. And one thing that you can do right now that would actually be so helpful is to sign up as a Right Road teacher friend on our website at rightroadkids.org if you haven't already done so or if you need to update your school or email info. Just click the sign up tab on the right side of our Right Road Kids website and it takes less than a minute, okay? And that will get you in our mailing system as an educator so you'll be in there whenever you're a Right Road gift recipient, okay? So, here's tonight's first fantastic On the Right Road giveaway for you. Of course, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. And first, I want to make sure to mention tonight's code word for the giveaways, which is the word Envision, perfect for tonight. And for those of you not familiar with how this, how how we do this, for each giveaway, we post it on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. And as soon as I share about it, this first one isn't up yet, but as soon as I share about it, it's going to pop right up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. The easy entry guidelines are going to be right there in the giveaway post. But also, you want to type tonight's code word, Envision as part of each one of your um, entries, okay? That lets us know that you're listening and it officially enters you, okay? So for this first giveaway this evening, I have 10 wonderfully happy summer vibes teacher pouches filled with new school supplies. They're kind of like teacher emergency kits with teaching supply basics that are always needed. Wait till you see them in the giveaway picture, you guys. They bring smiles just looking at them. So there will be a total of 10 teacher recipients for this giveaway and each will receive one of the happy teachers 
your pouch is filled with supplies. So to enter, again, you can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. And remember, don't forget to type tonight's code word envision as part of your entry comment, okay? This giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 10 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Huge thanks to Nair and to Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her beautiful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this giveaway possible. And again, you guys, this is just the first of the giveaways I'll have throughout the whole show tonight. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready. Just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, July 12th, 2020. Tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. Now, you guys, a couple of times each year, Right Road team member Marcy and I make it a point to share the airwaves together here on the Right Road, and tonight is one of those nights. As I think you know, Marcy provides all of the awesome behind-the-scenes support for the On the Right Road radio show. She's the communications coordinator and overall right arm of Right Road Kids, and in talking a whole lot lately about the new school year to come, we just both thought it very important that we all connect together about it in a positive way where we can really share ideas and thoughts both from the perspectives of being in the field of education and from the point of view of being parents. And in addition to working with Right Road, Marcy also has three awesome kids of her own. She's been here with me at Right Road for about eight years now and I'm so happy that she's here this evening to share the airwaves with me once again on the Right Road. Welcome back, Marcy. Sabi. <laughs> Hello. I love when we get the chance to do this. I know. It's always so, so, so special. And tonight is actually going to be a little bit different than the way we typically do the show. Instead of, you know, asking questions per se, we're going to more just talk and share topics that are at the forefront in all of our minds right now heading into the new uncertain school year. So everything that Marcy and I are going to share will be from our hearts, a a, a real way. We just want to be as supportive and calming and helpful as possible in the midst of this kind of crazy storm that's going on in in our country in terms of education. So I'm thinking, feel free to jot notes. You might want to grab a pencil and paper as a way to kind of focus on each of the topics in a positive way as you're planning for the year. And then, you know, when you jot your notes from what we share, it might, you might piggyback a ton of other things that might be helpful for you, just, you know, brainstorming off of that. So the thought that I'd like to start with tonight is the awesome reality that when schools can open back up for in-person learning, kids are going to be so excited to go to school in a way that I think is off the charts. And I think that should excite all of us who work with kids and be a main thought to hold on tight to through all the uncertainty right now. Uh, even my 15-year-old son, I asked him, I said, are you and, and all the kids that you know excited to go back to school? And he's like, oh my gosh, mom, yes. They just, they can't wait to be back together. So realizing how excited they'll all be to see you, their teachers, and be at school and in the classroom opens a whole new door of learning possibilities. And I think starting to focus on that thought alone is a great uplifting point of reference. I think the key 
is going to be to take full advantage of that right from the get-go. Even if in-person teaching can't start for a while for some schools, the dream of it is still there. And we don't want kids to lose their fire within the first week in the midst of all of our adult frustrations, right? We want to build on their excitement. What are you thinking in terms of this, Marcy? Oh, I, I can't agree more. I know I know how badly teachers want to see their students, and I think it's even tenfold added onto that for what the kids are looking for. And and honestly, I think it's to put some normalcy back in their life. We have our tasks of shopping and doing the things we have to do, and everything normal for them has been taken away. Yes. And I I think we actually have an opportunity to make things even better. And in some ways, I think kids might even be looking forward to some of the newness. My, My son, Micah, has always said that school often includes way too much time sitting in a desk in a classroom. So I think we really have a chance to reinvent some of the things that weren't working in the first place, that we've collectively wanted to change, like constant testing, right? And and that, to me, is exciting. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, I, I just feel like the slate for creativity in teaching is clean and fresh. So teachers and educators, each night and each morning, Between now and when school starts, I really, really encourage you to just close your eyes for a few minutes and envision what you want your school year to look like for you and your students and start writing it down so you can see it clearly no matter what happens. Yes, the circumstances of online and in-person teaching are most likely going to change throughout the whole year. There's just no way to really even tell right now, but... You can still envision the things that you want in place no matter what. You know, how, how you want your kids to be excited to learn, how you want to be the best teacher and role model through challenge that you can be every day, how you want to light their fire and excitement for learning in life at least once every day, whatever it may be for you. You know, see it clearly, envision it in your mind's eye and write it down so the vision has a chance to come you know, to fruition. If you don't see it and envision it, your students definitely won't see it and feel it. So I think that positive aspect of things is a really good place to start in terms of envisioning this new school year. So from there, with this new reality of online learning being at least a great big piece of the puzzle for probably quite a while yet, from our perspectives as parents, Marcy, I'd love to take a look at things that worked for the last three months of the last school year when online, you know, slash distance learning was the only option, which realistically may be the case for districts, at least as the new year, you know, gets underway. So I jotted the things that I saw as a parent, and then I asked my son, and it was cool that our thoughts about it really meshed. So here are my keynotes about what worked, and then, Marcy, I would love if you would share your thoughts too, okay? Okay. So, Cool. So my first note that I thought really worked last year was teachers allowing grace in terms of directions, you know, making sure there was a clear understanding of project expectations and allowing kids in some cases to update their work if a mistake or miscommunication was made, especially during that tra- those transitions. Transition days, I'm, I'm so excited I can't talk, from in-person to online learning. That worked really well for my son. Um, for example, he had a paper in one of his classes the day before the school shut down, or the, I think the day of when the kids found out the schools were going to be closed for the rest of the year. One of his teachers gave him this little, you know, P.S., uh, go, go look at the rubric. 
Well, then weeks went by until this paper was due, and 95% of the kids, you know, in all this transition, did not even think to look at the rubric. It had wasn't mentioned again, and so the teacher actually allowed them over the weekend to, to resubmit their paper and add the things from the rubric. And my son and all the kids were so grateful for that. Little thing that made a huge difference. Another thing that my son and I noticed really mattered was assigning everything, kind of laying out a picture for the week to come the Sunday before the week started. So kids could plan and work at their own pace. That worked really well. For younger kids, I could see this really being helpful for the parents and family too. Uh, My son had one particular teacher who did this, and he talked a lot about how much he appreciated it. Another thing that really worked was the actual workload and tests. Um, My son's teachers rocked it. And I got to give props to Dr. Eric Bergman and the whole Thousand Oaks High School staff. I mean, I know every school had a different situation, but they, within a week, had everything up and running. It was kind of miraculous. Um, So we were very impressed with that. Another thing that was wonderful was the one-on-one question time, kind of like office hours on Friday mornings were available if if needed for kids, and that was great one-on-one time. Another thing was student collaboration online. And my son took this bull by the horns on his own. Um, Once in a while, I would pass by his room, and I would hear him talking to his friends you know, for English, for biology, they connected, like I heard them talking, you know, what do you think about uh, this passage in the book and this concept in biology? And, And they really were learning. And I asked my son about it. And he said, yeah, I just decided to reach out to some of my friends. And it really made a big difference. You could tell learning was taking place. So those are some of the things I hope those help for online learning. So Marcy, what are the things, some things that you noticed that were really beneficial and, you know, that happened that worked for online learning? Oh my gosh! Well, you covered these topics so well. Um, one thing I really want to want to stress, and you mentioned, was the importance of planning. And I think it's so important not only for for the kids but for the parents as well. You teachers are going to be re- relying on a lot of parental support at home. So the more planning that the parents can have, especially those that are going to be trying to work while going through all this, is going to just help support you in the long run as well. Yeah, and I I know that takes a lot of extra effort, but again, I think if somehow you can get a map laid out at the beginning of the week, it's going to help everyone all the way around. Um, So, again, I hope these points help. These are are just things that we as parents have noticed, and I just pray that us sharing them tonight are, are helpful. So now on the flip side, Marcy, let's look at some of the things that maybe didn't work that well and could be approved upon for online learning, not at all as a criticism, but really as a way to envision the school year to come in a productive way. So again, I'll I'll share mine and then and then I'd love if you would share yours, Marcy. So first of all, Zoom, thank God for it as a way to go about the whole distance learning with no warning, right? But you could really you couldn't really tell, and I talked a lot to my son about this, he couldn't tell if kids were there, engaged, or even paying attention. I mean, first of all, like in person, online learning needs to be engaging, and for online, somehow points need to be given for being there and participating, and that didn't even seem to be a consideration in most cases for my son. And in some districts, 
you know, if a child went into the class with an A when distance learning started, they were basically done. Their grade could not go lower. So many students didn't even participate. And that's something that just needs to be addressed. Learning should be for learning's sake, not just for a grade. And of course, right, and related, I think it would be really helpful if more ways are in place for students to be more accountable. Some Somehow, for each online class period to require a product, a quote product, that the student leaves behind for each class, a quiz or even simply a response or an answer online or some completed assignment to show that they were there and engaged and learning. Um, Another point is how important it is to personally acknowledge the extraordinary with kids so that it's not just all a generic experience for, you know, for everyone. And so, for example, instead of just a quick yes or no email response, if If a kid reaches out to you, add something like, you know, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you reached out. I'm always here to be of help. I'm I'm proud of you for asking. That can go a long way with a kid. Many of my son's communications from teachers, and I, I believe this was just because everyone was blindsided, but I noticed that many of them were very generic and short, and I could tell he wished they would just have been more personal. Um, another point that I think... I hope this helps, is that on learning in general, and I mentioned this a moment ago, but I think in general it somehow needs to be more engaging. I think it's really important to use visuals and object lessons instead of, for example, just solely lecturing for 30 minutes. Um, Another point, languages need verbal participation somehow, not just online listening. That was definitely an issue. Um, Another point is that kids need to be able to see their graded work. Oh, my gosh. That's how they learn from their mistakes. Only in one class did my son get anything back. They need to see so that they can learn what they can improve upon. Um, and, And my final point is that I would love to see the addition of bonus online work for those who want to go the extra mile. In one of my son's classes, for example, nothing was made available. If you struggled with an assignment, that was it. There was no way of moving that assignments grade up. And that was deflating, especially when kids were left alone to their own devices, literally, and they wanted to learn the information, you know? So, Marcy, um, what what points as a parent do you think um, needed help and, and could be improved upon for online learning? You know, one of the biggest issues we had here in my house was the workload. At, at the beginning, I was seeing for multiple classes, my kids were getting seven to ten hours of work for that one class. They're all in wow. upper grade, so they have six classes. And, and that was that was really hard to maintain, and I, I don't think it was on purpose. I don't think it was a realization of how long some of this busy work and worksheets actually took. And I did notice that as time went on, I think there started to be a realization there, and it, it, the assignments got shorter, and that was I was so appreciative of that here in my house. <laughs> Well, and I think it took, you know, like I said, everybody was blindsided. I think it took everybody more than a minute to even figure out how to go about this, right? So, again, no criticisms. Just from parents, parent perspective, I hope those points helped. Now, something else that I think is super important in all of this 
is the implementation of time management lessons. I really think it would be so helpful if one of the main things during that first week of school, whether it's online or in person, is to help kids develop time management and productivity skills for learning. Um, No matter what turn learning is going to take in terms of online versus in person, I mean, kids need to envision their own in their own minds how how they can get things done either way. And this will actually be a lifelong benefit to kids, time well spent teaching this, uh, you know, for the success of the school year and for the success long term. I actually um, developed a Right Road time management lesson. I started doing it several years ago because middle school teachers specifically started letting me know that their students were so distracted, you know, often due to technology, and they weren't turning in assignments because they said they didn't have time. And through the time management lesson, the Right Road lesson that I taught, it was clear that it had to do with how kids were managing or mismanaging, I should say, their time, spending way too much, for example, on video games and social media, not even really realizing it. It brought to light very quickly how so many kids haven't been taught the skills of managing their time, especially when lots of things are involved. And there are going to be lots of different and new things involved, no matter what the specific circumstances end up looking like at any of our schools. This year is, we all know, it's absolutely unprecedented. And no matter what learning model ends up being put in place in any given school, kids are going to have to do, you know, have so much more time online, like they did at the end of last school year, you know, really left to their own devices at home. And even with little kids, time management can be taught using basic concepts like, um, you know, what are five things you can practice learning if you have a little bit of time? What are five school things you can do if you have a lot of time? And with older kids, you can get into many, many more specifics on the topic. You know, maybe I'll, I'll, ha- I'll do a Right Road Facebook Live on this topic because I, I feel so passionate about it. Um, but anyway, I, again, I just I, I hope all of these points that we're sharing tonight are helpful for you teachers. We're, we know you're all in different circumstances. We're by no means trying to um, say, you got to do this, you got to do this. We just, I, I have prayed about this episode for about, two, you know, two months now. Just what in the world can we do? from a right road perspective to be of support and calming support and service to you. So I hope everything here tonight is a blessing for you. Um, I think another crucial aspect of this year needs to be taking the pulse of students' well-being and on a regular basis. And Marcy, you have three kids. So what are your thoughts on this important issue? Uh, This one is so important, and I think it's going to be very difficult for teachers, especially if we start with distance learning. You're going to have students you may have never even met before, making it even more difficult. Um, I know in the distance learning at the end of last year, mine had to pick emojis like once a week, the happy face, the sad face, and, and I don't feel like it was it was real. I think they just clicked and moved on to complete their work for the day. And and I think so much of, of knowing what's going on is going to be changing it up and, and seeing how kids react to things and maybe questions where they have to give answers so you can kind of read what they're saying or feeling. 
Yeah, I, I, this is one that I think each educator needs to, needs to find a way that really works effectively for him or her in person and online to gauge kids' well-being and where they're at. And one thought about this is that what may work for elementary will probably not work for high schoolers in all situations. You and I have talked about this, Marcy, you know, asking each student to share their pet, for example, didn't work for my son's high school age. He was just like, really? No. You know, so I, 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 all I know, and, and this is such a hard one. I, I don't want to, I'm hesitant to even give examples because all I know is that if kids are feeling positive about learning, everything will flow so much better. So I think finding a way to quickly take kids' pulse is crucial, especially for times when it's online, when you can't see them. So I think now, before school starts, I think that's one of the key things to spend time on. While everything's in flux, really develop, you know, a plan A for how to do that in the classroom and a plan B if it's online. I think that could not be time better spent. Um, Now, with all the unknowns going into the school year, I think another key point of envisioning daily success for kids in classrooms, whether, again, I keep saying this, but whether learning is online or in person, is a daily morning message or activity that kids look forward to as a way to engage them right away from the get-go each day. Marcy, what what are your feelings on that? You know, my first instinct is to say to make sure that It's not related to COVID. Don't start your day talking about anything related to the virus. Make it fun. I think they need a distraction from all of that. I like that. I know personally, in my house, my kids get really excited over games. I know a lot of the teachers use, like in the classroom, and even a couple times on Zoom, I saw them do it at the end of last year, that cahoots, where it's like a trivia question, and you can, you know, your questions can be related to anything you want it to be. So right. it can relate to a topic you're teaching or something fun for the day. I like that. Well, and that, you know, on a recent Facebook Live, I did the cup game where I had, you could, I had teacher gifts under the cups, but I shared how you could use that for morning messages or morning lessons, have a different surprise or a different message under the cups, and then let a different kid pick one each day. You can do that in the classroom or online, so it's kind of a constant. I think that's one of the things that as we're in this hill and valley of online and and in-person teaching this year, that having constants that work well for online or in-person are going to be key. So I I hope that message helps. And again, I have so many more aspects of envisioning this school, new school year that I'd like to connect about. But first, I have another awesome giveaway for you, teacher friends. This giveaway is, of course, open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. Now more than ever, keeping creativity in our kids' lives and in our own lives is crucial. So I have nine sets of the most amazing Crayola inspirational coloring books and Crayola markers. The coloring books are the popular Crayola edge books for youth or anyone really. And the quality is like the high quality adult coloring books. And each set will come with two coloring books and a pack of Crayola markers. Plus I'm going to add six cartons 
of post-it easel pads to this giveaway. Each carton has two 30 by 23 and a half inch post-it easel pads worth $90. The easel pads won't appear in the giveaway picture because I just added them, but they will be part of this giveaway, okay? They're such a wonderful resource for in-person or online learning. So I wanted to add them here tonight. So there will be 15 teacher recipients from this giveaway and each will receive a Crayola gift pack or a carton of post-it easel pads. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to type tonight's code word envision as part of your entry comment, even if you included it in tonight's early giveaway, because that officially enters you, okay? This giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the 15 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Huge thanks to Nair and to Lori Stinas and our Keller Williams real estate team, and of course to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her awesome A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this fantastic giveaway possible and gosh you guys I, I I just hope this approach we're taking tonight is helpful you know talking about as many really important topics for the school year to come to help you start thinking about them constructively one at a time to help kind of ease the stress level so another topic is addressing the lonely experience for kids with online learning It's just such a huge aspect of things we all need to look at and envision how to manage, which can really be hard to do from afar. Uh, And something that I think can really be helpful for this is using something like um, the My Talents Sheet that I shared recently on another Right Road Facebook Live as a helpful way to get to know where kids are at and get to know their interests and what they think about themselves. And you guys... This is not the extra special bonus gift that all of you can request. This is another freebie. Um, I just added the My Talents worksheet as a free download for you on our Right Road Kids website. It's a fun sheet where kids can write down 50 of their talents. It's really an awesome way to help kids realize just how many talents they have. So feel free to grab that freebie. It's under the Teachers tab on the main nav bar um, at the top of our Right Road Kids website. Then just click free downloads and it's the first one at the top of the page that will pop up. It's called My Talents Worksheet. And in addition to helping kids see how many talents they have and helping you see the kinds of things that they're interested in, you can learn a lot of other things too. Like if a child only fills in five of the 50 lines, you'll know they may have a motivation or a self-esteem or an app issue and you'll know that right from the get-go if you use this as a like a week one activity so Marcy what are your thoughts on this in terms of of you know kids loneliness at just doing everything at home if that needs to be the case I just feel that this is such a key issue for teachers and parents to kind of be working on together yeah and I know for me as a parent, I've allowed a lot more screen time for my kids going through all of this. Like, my girls are on FaceTime to be talking to their friends. My son's on his video games with his friends. And it, it's going to be different when school starts. And I, and I don't know how yet, even as a parent. Normally, during school, I don't allow that to happen during the week. It's a weekend thing. Right. And I'm going to have to change my thoughts as a parent if we're doing online learning because I don't want my kids being isolated from everyone. 
Yeah, it's it, it's a toughie. It's one of those that I feel like it is just another thing that now when everything's just in this mode of flux, this is a key thing for us all to be thinking about. And I think something that is is once you know who your students are, I think connecting with parents and letting know, them know these kind of key points that maybe aren't even academic, that are more emotional and social, let them know what you're thinking, ask for their ideas. Um, so you, like you said, Marcy, so everybody can really be working together on them. I think that's how we can climb the mountain so much faster and easier and better. It's like we can be our own clips and water and gloves you know we can we can be there right. to be, be the links in the chain for each other I, I like I'm so glad we're talking about all of this now another key to envision for the school year relates to the importance of kids creating instead of just consuming information so Marcy I'm gonna I've been pontificating here a lot tonight I want to throw that one to you to start what do you think about that I I think I'm hoping I'm seeing a lot more of it this year as we go into any distance learning, whether it's part-time or full-time. Um, the kids get burnt out so fast on just doing busy work. And, you know, like you said, that's not keeping their fire lit. Yeah. And I fear, my other fear with it is if they're not doing projects or presentations or something along those lines, there's going to be a setback in communication. I think kids nowadays already have a setback with all the texting with their friends instead of talking. But if they're not having to speak to an adult, to the teachers in their lives, they're going to be set back even further. Right. In terms of long-term social ability and being able to have conversations and and speak in public, right? Oh, exactly. And as you were talking, Marcy, I, I... Something popped into my mind. I, I I keep referring to Facebook Live. I'm sorry, you guys, but I, I I've done some things recently that you guys have shared so much positive feedback about. Um, I shared a, a Facebook Live about using your talents, and I shared all these science experiments as ways to help kids understand how important it is to use their talents. And I also shared with online how you could give the kids two days. And I think you could do this for any age and say, okay, I want you all to come up with a 30-second presentation of what's an idea using anything in your house that you can show how important it is to use your talents. So that's just one example. But I think just being creative like that and drawing kids into showing things. And my son had a couple of his teachers did that, and it was awesome. I not only watched his presentation, but all the kids' presentations were available, like through the Zoom and Google and all of that. And I was just really, really impressed. So again, I hope that's another pointer that that helps just spark some ideas. And I think another key for teachers in envisioning, envisioning this coming school year is to have This is so important. Have a personal plan, a personal plan for no matter what happens. So you're not blindsided again like happened last March when we all were. And, And maybe that plan is to just go into the year accepting that there may very well be back and forth between online and in-person school. I think it's a chance to also set personal boundaries of what you're absolutely not going to do. 
and related as best possible, I think, intentionally designing lessons that will work for both online and in-person learning will help ease stress. Uh, You know, it seems like it's going to be this dance, and I've said this a million times tonight already, between online and classroom learning, uh, you know, probably even throughout the year. So maybe think about it like being the boss of your own situation so you don't have a pit of upset and frustration in your stomach and heart and mind all year. What do you think about this, Marcy? I just, it's so important for teachers to not feel like everything's just being thrown at them, right? Right. Oh, absolutely. I think the key here is going to be communication. And again, I kind of go at this from the parent aspect of it, but making sure, and I think this applies more to the older grades because you don't have as much communication with parents, but I think this year it's going to be necessary to, to have that communication, even if it's an email to the parents, not actually speaking to them, but they're going to, you need their help at home as much as they're going to need your help throughout all of this. And, yeah. and it's important to not assume that your students are passing along information because you're going to find you're not going to get all the support you need yes. if you do that. Absolutely. Well, and another thing we just, we can't envision this school year without is touching upon the reality of school budgets. Um, Gosh, this is a hard one. But I think, bear with me teachers as I share this, I think it's so important to take ownership of this aspect of things starting right now. School money is just going to be tight or non-existence. That's non-existent it's it's a given you know it's pretty much a given so I think the mindset to have instead of being in a state of constant anger about it which is only going to make you feel worse is to reach out to your entire community including your online community to everyone you know starting right now to ask for help and I can speak to this because founding the nonprofit Right Road Kids 28 years ago I went through some years of holding on to the frustration and anger, wondering why it was so hard to raise funding. And when I let that anger go and just got down to asking for help, everything changed. It's something that uh, Mo Anderson taught me. She's our Right Road Angel sponsor, and I am forever grateful for her guidance on that. So I really wanted to share that thought with you tonight. Ask for help. I, I think that can be your the most awesome teacher mantra for this year. What do you think about that, Marcy? Well, I just have to say I've been with you before you learned from Mo Anderson and watching the (laughs) transformation that you've gone through, and and it's, it's amazing. It's been great to witness and actually see that it works, and I've even tried to apply it in my own personal life, so I can attest, don't be afraid, ask. Yes. Because I I know, I absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, know that every teacher in the country has this pit in their stomach right now about this. And I think each one of us has to choose. Are we going to live with that pit or are we going to do something about it? So just make that ask for help mantra, um, make that your mantra throughout the school year. You know, Right Road Kids will certainly do everything we can to help. And I, even though businesses are struggling right now, I feel like there are so many people who are dedicated 
to making the world a better place and to helping. It's not a pity me. You know, if 50 people say no, they say no. That's what I've learned to get over. It's okay. It's not personal. To keep asking because someone will be there to help you. And that's exciting. Um, and now another key tool to envisioning this school year as a successful one is to f- overall focus on the positive. Build a community a tribe of strength and positivity around you. Read and research and share the positive. I've noticed, for example, that one source of wonderful articles has been Edutopia, very positive and constructive. Develop your own teacher network of positivity and sharing information. Like I said, I certainly hope Right Road is a wonderful source of daily information and inspiration for you and your educator friends. Marcy, before I kind of share the rest of my thoughts here, what are your thoughts in that whole realm of the positive? You know, again, like you said, is keeping that positive attitude. It's it's addicting. It's kind of like the smile. You know how you say you walk into a store, you smile to someone and they smile back? We may not see the smiles right now behind the masks, but the positive attitude is going to go far with everyone. Absolutely. And, and your excitement is going to lead the way. If, if you as the educator, as the teacher, go into the school year with trepidation, your kids are going to feel that. And I, I gosh, I know it's scary. Absolutely. But, right? But, but try to let the joy about the excitement of learning and the journey lead the way. It's almost like we're going to the moon because everything is so different. But if you think about it, what a journey it can be if we look at it that way. And... Here's another thing. Even if no one else gives it to you, give yourself grace. When your head hits the pillow each night and you feel like you've done everything you possibly can to make that day everything it could be for your students under all of the circumstances, then you've done something remarkable. Take a minute to feel that remarkableness. I don't even know if that's a word. And and just try to let go of the worry and sadness of everything that can't be. Um, I've shared this before, and I think a lot of you know at this point that my mom has cancer. And she and I were talking about this positivity focus for tonight's show a few days ago. And her thought was that if something can't be controlled right now, just let it go. And, you know, if she can do that, after the umpteen rounds of chemo, a complete hysterectomy, and uncertainty every day, literally, about what the future holds for her life, we all can let go of things we can't control at the end of each day and sleep well, knowing that we're doing the very best that we can. I mean, my, my mom's situation and approach really helps me keep things in, in perspective. And one added note about this is try not to lash out your frustrations online and on social media. Right now, I see hundreds of messages of frustration from teachers. And I've noticed they're kind of creating a whirling dervish of added anger, concern, and frustration. So I, I just feel like finding a positive team of people to connect with and put positive points about everything, even difficult situations out into the world. Let that be your touchstone and your starting point for handling things positively and productively. And with that focus, I've found that all everything is going to work out as best it possibly can. And I'm not saying that lightly. Um, Like I said, I've been praying about what to share tonight for about two months. 
Um, and I just feel like it's like with Right Road. When we have difficult weeks, I purposefully have to close my eyes and refocus myself and everything that's going on in the positive and make sure that nothing I put out, whether it be on social media, whether it's on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, whether it's via email, whether it's talking to somebody in person or over the phone, I have to choose to not go on and on and on about the junk. I have to choose to focus my life on the positive and that has made all the difference in my life and it's made all the difference for Right Road. Right Road has multiplied exponentially over the last five, seven, ten years. And I know that it has to do with that positive focus. Um, so, Marcy, the, gosh, this time has just zoomed by too, way too fast. Is there a final message that you would like to share this evening, you know, in about 30 seconds with all of our wonderful Right Road friends listening? My final message, we kind of touched on, but... I would say most importantly, remember to be open and flexible. What's good for one family may not be good for others. We all have different life situations, students and teachers alike. And thank you. Thank you for being in a service job and doing what you're doing. And you are making such a difference in so many lives. Amen. Oh, my gosh. To say the least, right? Right. And I wish we had another hour to go here, um, but the time is zooming by so fast. Thank you so much, Marcy, for just being here and sharing your thoughts and your heart. I'm, I'm just so grateful. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I get excited when I get to be here with you, so <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Oh, oh gosh, a million thanks to you. And as I always want to make sure to do, thank you to our amazing sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Nair, Seatsack, the Southern California DCH, Audi, Honda, Ford, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships and their support companies, the Just Shop with Jackie Facebook group, Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and of course, Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book. Just a quick reminder, you guys, to mark your calendars for Sunday, August 2nd. That's our next live on the Right Road show date. And you guys, I have some amazing news. I have the most amazing bonus giveaway for every single one of you tonight. Recently, I did a Facebook Live sharing how I found one of my hidden talents, which was drawing cartoons. And I I found it with the help of an amazing artist's how-to cartooning book. The artist's name is Frank Webb. And while he passed away in 1991, his work has continued to be an inspiration for me personally. And I've shared it with tens of thousands of kids who found their talents for drawing well you guys Frank Webb's family heard about that Facebook live that I shared and they reached out to me giving me their blessing to give the digital copies of three of his books to every teacher who asks for them tonight the books are out of print which I've been brokenhearted about. And because of that, if you can even find them, they're going for about $50 each. But these digital copies are awesome. And they're treasures for any teacher in classroom, whatever age students you have. Each digital book has 34 to 44 pages. So you can just print out whichever page you'd like to share with your students on any given day. They show how to draw the coolest cartoons based on letters of the alphabet step by step. So get ready, you guys. This is one of my email giveaways because we'll be sending the gift to you digitally via email. So all you have to do, you guys, is just email me at heypaula at rightroadkids.org. That's H-E-Y, Paula, at rightroadkids.org. Jot 
uh, Frank Webb cartoon books in the subject line so you can see at a glance that you're that you want the books. And then in the body of the email, include your school, city, and state so I know you're a teacher, okay? Again, just email me at heypaula at rightroadkids.org. Jot Frank Webb cartoon books in the subject line and put put your in the body of the email, include your school, city, and state so I know you're a teacher. That's it. From there, I will email you back the digital files of the three books. And it may take a week or two for me to get them all to all of you who request because these books are treasures and I'm actually hoping that thousands of you request them tonight. Frank Webb's work, it just needs to be out there for our kids of all ages to learn from and be inspired by. I'm so thrilled about this because speaking of envisioning the new school year, these books provide simple yet awesome art and brain break lessons for the whole school year. It's one of those ways to engage kids in learning, even online. So this opportunity is going to be open until 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern tonight. And note, because every U.S. teacher who requests will receive the book files, if you follow the direct I just shared, all of these recipients will not need to be as announced as part of Tuesday's recipient announcement post on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, okay? If you're an educator and email me requesting the book files as I just shared, along with your school, city, and state, you will receive them. Isn't this amazing, you guys? And I'd like to ask one quick favor. If you could all take just a sec, go like the Frank Webb Facebook page. Let's get his page up to 500 likes. That would be such a special gift for his family. Jot a comment on his page thanking him from the Right Road family too. Uh, a zillion thanks for the Right Road uh, for the Frank Webb family for making this incredible gifting possible this evening. And okay, you guys, I have one nugget that I want to share from my heart, and I think this is going to be a huge blessing for you. This past week, I read an article about billionaire and philanthropist Warren Buffett. The theme of the article was based on one of his philosophies, which is, and I'm going to quote, the difference between successful people and really successful people is that really successful people say no to almost everything. And when I read the article, it just kept popping into my mind how much everything he shared really ties into being a teacher especially during this time when 48 hours are needed every day for educators instead of just 24. So here are the seven things to learn to say no to on a regular basis. And I think these can be life-changing in envisioning a successful school year to come. Number one, say no to opportunities and opinions. No, no to opportunities and options that don't excite you, speak to your values, or further your mission in life and teaching. Number two, say no to superficial networking events. Successful people don't network, they build relationships. Three, say no to spending time with uninspiring, critical, or negative people who drag you down. Four, say no to overworking. Many successful people put in 68 to 80 hours a week, but they also recognize that if they can't take care of themselves, everything else suffers. Five, say no to doing all the work. Delegate, even to your students. Six, say no to steering the wheel to anyone else's life. You can't let others set your agenda in life. And seven, say no to people-pleasing. Successful people don't neglect 
their deepest wishes and desires to accommodate and yield to others' wishes and desires. And none of this is being selfish, you guys. It's living your best healthy life so you can best be there for your kids and students and most successfully do what you love, teaching them. So you guys, I really, really, really hope this hour has been wonderful, supportive, positive, calming, and helpful for you and that you're maybe feeling a bit more at peace and hopeful and focused on the positive and taking things just one step at a time, looking at this whole school year to come. And guess what, you guys? I have one more awesome On the Right Road giveaway for you this evening. Remember to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon for the long list of recipients from all of tonight's pre-show and live broadcast giveaways. And if you're a recipient, make sure to read the whole announcement post so you know how to respond to receive your gift, especially because we're in home delivery mode right now. So this giveaway, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now as a perfect companion to the Frank Webb books that you all will be receiving at the asking. I've got eight of the most amazing Sharpie gift sets you've ever seen. Each set has 25 Sharpies and comes in a beautiful professional art case with some other surprises inside the case as well. So there will be eight recipients for the giveaway and each will receive one of the super special Sharpie art kits. To enter, just go to our Right Red Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Follow those simple entry guidelines, but remember to also include the code word ENVISION as part of your entry comment. And thanks as always to Nair, to Lori, Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team and of course to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her beautiful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible. Once again, tons of thanks to Marcy for being here with me and thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love and light to every single one of you. In case you missed any part of this evening's show or would like to share it, this episode of course will be available to listen to or download for free. As I've been doing, I'll post the link to this show on our Right Road Kids Facebook page within about a half hour after we wrap up here so you can listen again or save it or share it and watch for the click and listen giveaway for this episode coming up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page next weekend. Even if you're listening now, you can still click and listen and enter that giving fun. Remember that the next live on the Right Road Show will be here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Sunday, August 2nd. And in between our live on the Right Road broadcast, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and via our website at rightroadkids.org. You guys always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, August 2nd at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Remember to take time to really envision what your coming school year would look like. When you can dream it, you can do it. I love you all so much, you guys. Mwah! Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road.